Hello, I am Pastor Nicholas Wright of Covenant Love Christian Center. I invite you to join me now in the Word with Pastor Nick. I want us to learn, turn to Romans 10, first of all, verses 6 through 10. I'm going to read from the King James, and then later on, I'm going to read with you from um, Murdoch's translation. But Romans 10, from verse 6, But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep or the abyss, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let's go ahead and read that 11th verse also. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Life Greek word, uh, zoe, is the word we're referring to as it is in the New Testament. And some of the definition of it from strong, Strong's and Vine's, a combination of them. But Vine particularly says that, that life, or zoe, is life as a principle. That it's life in the absolute sense. Of course, we know that the, the mind has a lot of challenges dealing with things that are absolutes. <laughs> But uh, this is what it is, that God's life is absolute. You think about it, there's no death in him at all, no darkness in him at all. So it's absolute, just life, all right? It's life as God has it, that which the Father has in himself and which he gave to the incarnate Son to have in himself and which the Son manifested in the world. From this life, man has become alienated through the fall, and of this life, men become partakers of through faith in Jesus Christ. All right. Now, that's kind of where we started and just, you know, getting an understanding. And I told you what's going to happen this year and it's already happening. There's all kind of scriptures that are just going to start bouncing off the wall, bouncing off on the inside of you. There's light that's going to come to stuff that we have looked at for years and, and they're going to see stuff out of a totally different uh, set of lenses here. But, um, well, I want to do this also. I want to read a portion um, out of Christ the Healer, and it's from the 11th chapter, and the title of that chapter is uh, Fullness of God's Life, The <laughs> Secret of Victory. And if you don't have this book, you ought to get it. Just um, make sure you get a copy that's got all of the chapters in it, though, okay? <laughs> that's all I'm going to say, because you, you'll find some out there that this chapter that I'm going to read from took it out of the book. And it's, well, I don't want to get off on that. Anyway, there's a portion of this chapter, the subtitle of it is, The Life That Lives Itself. 
Many ministers today major manner of life and behavior rather than Zoe, the life of God, which when received in sufficient measure lives itself. Paul prayed for Christians already filled with the Spirit that they might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now just let's chew on that for a little bit. Talk about being filled with all the fullness of God. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, like you, you, you fill up a little room or something. We're talking about being filled with all the fullness of God. You think about you trying to let your mind expand to being filled with all the fullness of God. And if we just read through the Bible, the whole Bible, and looked at the different times and the ways that God manifested himself, it's like being full with all the fullness of him doing all that. But that's who's resonant on the inside of us. And our minds are having to catch up, you know, with that. This, he's God. He's, he's big. He's wide. He's fast. And he's nothing but life. And so Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus that they might be filled with all the fullness of God. Then he went on to say he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or even think. We're just in this big hole that is just so big and so wide and so deep and high that it's like, it's big. God is big. This shows that we, this shows, excuse me, this shows that Zoe is God himself, and all we have of it is an, all we have of it is an unsevered part of the life of God. Sliding down. Zoe received in sufficient measure, transforms us from glory to glory into the image of Christ. It turns belief into knowledge. It is the source of all the divine graces. It gives us God's wisdom. It overcomes the world, the flesh, and the devil. It works in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight. It is by filling, now listen to this good. It is by filling us with his own life that God himself becomes our life, our peace, our righteousness, our purity, our strength, our health, and the preserver of our whole spirit and soul and body, our zeal, our joy, our faith, our guide, our teacher, our satisfaction, and our everything that pertains to life and godliness. The picture that the scriptures and the Holy Spirit are trying to paint to us, and the reality of it is that we have God himself living inside of us. And when he came to live inside of us, he didn't leave anything in heaven somewhere or out in the universe. As big and as large as he is, <laughs> he brought all of himself and everything that he is and has to abide on the inside of us. Now, what do you think that'll do for your little meditator? <laughs> this is why when I talk about being excited, this is why I talk about that. One reason, because where, where people are running around crazy and fearful right now, I'm thinking, hey, God's got some answers for you. And not only that, but if God is like this on the inside of me, you're not going to swallow me up with your darkness. Come on now. And this is why every believer today, no believer has any reason to be afraid. No believer, if you're a believer, if God is on the inside of you, there's no reason to be afraid. There's no reason to back down from any of this foolishness out there. 
I'm amazed, but I understand why, but I'm amazed at some of the communications that we're having right now with other believers. I could say something like being excited and somebody else would want to argue and fuss about it. Well, it's just because we're on different wavelengths. What we've got to do is get on God's wavelength and stay there. Get on his band, so to speak, and roll with him. Now, every believer should be aiming at that. Now, I realize that we got to, there are a lot of people that have to be introduced to things that we're talking about right now. From a believer, there are a lot of them have to be just introduced. Because some, some of us name the name of Jesus and the, and the God who lives inside of us is foreign to us. And we've got to become acquainted with him, familiar with him, and then get to know him and know who he is and what he brought to live on the inside of us. So this is what we are, 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 are endeavoring to, to work with this year with God's help. Now, I'm going to read something else we read before. I'm just kind of going over uh, a few things here this morning as we start. But in the translator's New Testament, they have a little note in the back of it on eternal life. And I, I explained to you before that this Bible, what, the, the principles that are in it, the people that translate Bibles into other languages, these, this guy, they, they put some stuff together here to kind of help people that were going to be doing that. And there's a note in there that they have on eternal life. It says eternal life, which is the Greek zoe ionios. In the New Testament, eternal life is that kind of life which is given to all true believers in Christ. The word eternal draws attention to the quality of that life, not to its duration in a temporal sense. That is so important. And this is one of the areas of mind renewal that has to take place in the church as we talk about these things. Because we've been taught all through the years, eternal life means you're going to live forever. Everlasting life means you're going to live forever. And that's a part of it, but it's a very small part of it. Because what God is interested in us knowing and understanding is that this life we're talking about, it's the life of the eternal one. It's living inside of us. Everybody's going to live forever. Everybody. Sinner and saint, everybody's going to live forever. Location, you know, is going to be different, <laughs> but everybody's going to live forever. So with that, we have to understand we're not talking about just a duration or a period of time. What the Bible's teaching us is we're talking about a quality of life, which is God himself. Now, what he says is real important. I mean, he says... Thus, eternal life can be experienced by believers even while subject to the temporal conditions of earthly life. Huh. <laughs> That's like, in other words, you ain't got to wait till you get to heaven. I'm reading it again. This, thus, eternal life can be experienced by believers even while subject to the temporal conditions of earthly life. Now, here's what they said here. This is so good. Translators should be careful to avoid expressions which mean no more than a, a timeless continuation of life after death. He's telling them, don't communicate it like this. Don't just talk about it being only a continuous, a timeless continuation of life after death. 
We should be looking at the quality of this life. So what we have to endeavor to do is to find out what is in this life. Hallelujah. Now, I want to take a little, another little bite this morning off of something, a little bit, another, little bit different direction that we've gone in. But in Romans 10, we read, especially 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, folks, this is the way that anybody that's in the kingdom of God that came this route. Someone brought the word to us about Jesus Christ, him paying the price for us, suffering, dying, being raised from the dead for us, and they told us that we needed to believe on him, and if we would believe what God said about that, and we would confess it with our mouths, that we would be saved. This is the way we came into the kingdom of God. Believing here, saying with the mouth. It's the entryway into the kingdom of God. The entryway into life, so to speak. All right, now, before I go on with that, I want to read Murdoch's translation of these scriptures, Romans 10, verses 6 through 10. You ready for this? Matter of fact, let me see. I, I got a few of these here. You know, if you want to take one and... and Share the, the. I didn't plan on doing this, but I have them. I, I was only going to print one out, but ended up printing nine. So if y'all want to share, some of you, you know, and kind of read together if you can. I don't know how many. You good? Okay. Okay. I know this is a little bit different here right now, but just 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 hold on. It's 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 all right. <laughs> Bring one back here. You think y'all can? Can y'all? Yeah, y'all can. Here you go. <laughs> My bad, y'all. Okay, I'm going back. <laughs> now, this is so important. I have mentioned this uh, this Syriac translation before, and what these folks did with the the letters that they received. And from what I've understood, they did something really interesting with Paul's letters when they got them, and they, when they translated them into the Syriac language, that, I mean, they, they just took them. And from what I've been led to understand, that these are some of those, some of those ac accurate translations that there is of, of, of the New Testament. But when we talk about salvation and being saved... What they, one of the words that they use for salvation is life, which really, when we look at the, at, at the whole plan of God, it makes more sense than anything because we had to be declared righteous so that God would give us life. That's really what being saved is all about, is receiving life. We receive righteousness so that we, we have righteousness given or put to our account so that we can have life. It's all about life. Remember, we talk about this life was what was lost in Eden. And Jesus is the one that said, I came that you might have that life and have it in overflowing measure. 
So it makes all the sense in the world. And to me, I mean, this, this just makes too much sense. <laughs> too much sense. So anyway, let, let's see if we can read these little, little words here. here. All right, from verse 6. But the righteousness which is by faith saith thus, Thou shalt not say in thy heart, Who ascendeth to heaven and bringeth Messiah down? Or who descendeth to the abyss of the grave and bringeth up Messiah from the place of the dead? But what does it say? Now notice he keeps saying, what does it say? What does it say? Say, 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 say. So I know this is kind of elementary or should be to many believers, but say, words are so important and vital. Say, 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 okay? But what does it say? The thing is near to thy mouth and to thy heart. That is the word of faith which we proclaim. And if thou shalt confess with thy mouth our Lord Jesus and shalt believe with thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt live. For the heart that believeth in him is justified, and the mouth that confesseth him is restored to life. <laughs> restored to life. See, that's what this whole thing is about that we're involved in. It's coming back to God, mankind coming back to God, the source of his life. And coming back to that original intent and purpose of the Father, that man would be a partaker of the divine nature and share everything that God had. That was the whole thing about Psalm 8. We read, told us all about that. What is man that you're mindful of him? He said, you, what you done is you crowned him with glory and honor. Everything that makes him who he is. See, now, this is, the, you know, we, 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 we got to move in a direction to have our minds just totally and completely transformed with this. Because, listen, we're God men and God women, y'all. I don't really care who don't like it or how crazy it sounds to some people. But, God, we, we, that's who we are. We are. God deity lives on the inside of us. God came and shared his life with us. Hallelujah. So now. What will help us as we move forward is to understand that we're going to have to maintain, we're going to start and maintain a, a, a vibrant confession and declaration and meditation about this life that's on the inside of us, right? Now, this is important to us in our, in our growth and our development in it. Yes, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. But he's the spirit of life. And the same way that we came into the kingdom of God is the same way that this life has its opportunities to expand in us and that overflowing measure that Jesus talked to us about that would happen. So now, John 6, 63, take a look at the scripture with me. I think sometimes because words are so common and they can just fly all over the place that we take it for granted. 
But it's the very essence of all that we're talking about here. John 6, 63. Jesus said it's the spirit that quickens or that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. (laughs) The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are Zoe. The words that I speak to you. (laughs) So (laughs) whenever he speaks, (laughs) whenever he spoke, or whenever he's speaking, (laughs) he speaks. (laughs) Good Lord, oh God. (laughs) Oh Lord. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> it's like, whatever he said, <laughs> whatever he's saying, <laughs> what, I, I, he can't do nothing but speak life. Every word of his. It's full of life. It's full of life. It's like, should we just go just Can we just, I mean, just everything that he says? It's life. The words that I, good God Almighty. What I'm holding in my hands, what we're holding in our hands, whatever he has said, it's life. It's whoever he is, whatever he says. We're trying to explain something that's hard to explain. <laughs> but he's, he's all in every word of his, it, it's just life. Well, you'd never want to try to cuss anybody out ever again in your life. You would never want to try and tear somebody down with your words again. All you would want to do is have stuff coming out of your mouth that's going to help somebody in some way or another and have it connected to life. So he said, the flesh doesn't profit anything. Not where this is concerned. He said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit, and they are life. They are spirit, and they are life. Now, this is going to be real simple this morning. We got to take it home with us. There are some confessions that we should consider as we're moving along this pathway here in 2021. (laughs) Is this the second... Second Peter one four. <laughs> see, see, listen. I don't. I don't know. There are a lot of believers that have never, ever, ever come to a point of holding on to a declaration and a confession of God enough for it to cause life to spring up on the inside of them. 
There's some, <laughs> there's a lot of us that have never tapped into that point of diligence and steadfastness to where we stayed with something long enough for it, for it to become a reality and work itself in our minds and in our bodies and then come out of us. But see, here's something. As powerful as the Holy Spirit is, this is a principle that we cannot get around because everything about God has to do with what he says. So we're not going to be able to do anything different. I don't care how powerful the Holy Ghost is, I'm going to have to get in line with the way God does things. So I'm going to have to get my mouth going in the right direction and keep it going in the right direction and keep it hooked up to life and the words of life. See, it's not that I'm trying to strum up something. I'm just wanting to go in the flow with God and the way he does things. He's the one that laid it out, and we, we, we tap, 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 tap. See, we start tapping into the well and tapping into the streams. We stay with it. That's why the Bible teaches us so much about words. So now let's think about this. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4. <laughs> Boy. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these, now I'm going to warn you, we're going to have to be different, and you're going to stand out, and somebody might think you're crazy, but when <laughs> it gets hot in the presence of God, it starts filling up that place that you and them people are standing, they're going to know something about God, that he's in you. But you're going to have to stand, because there's some folks that are going to think you're crazy. Somebody, some of you found that out already. Maybe some of y'all online hadn't found it out yet, but you're going to find it out. If you stay with this here, it's going to happen, but you just don't let that bother you. You don't let it bother you, because you're an agent of life. All right? Now, here he says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these promises, all right, the promises come from who? God, right? Okay, they're promises that come from somebody who cannot lie. <laughs> come on. He can't lie, right? So through these exceeding great and precious promises, we what? Become partakers or sharers of the divine nature. Huh. Partakers of, sharers of the divine nature. That means I share in God's life. Currently, right now, not later on in the sweet by and by in the sky. I'm new, from New York, but I'm going to give you a little bit of Texas, but right in here now, okay? Got that? <laughs> so right now, we are partakers. We are sharers of the divine nature. So now, that should be a declaration that comes from my mouth. When I come across words like this, it's not just like to take it and one time and, woohoo, wow, that's wonderful. No, I incorporate this, and when I say, I'm a partaker of the divine nature. I'm a partaker of the divine nature. Through the exceeding great and precious promises, I have become a sharer in the divine nature, and I have escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. I need to say what God says. Isn't that what confess means? Isn't that what it means? To say the same thing that God says. 
Well, so I got problems in the world. Well, guess what? See, remember what we read from that book? See, that life living itself through us. It'll help overcome the flesh, the devil, and all that kind of stuff that people have problems with. See, so I'm going to be triggering this life in me. This stuff is already inside of me. But it needs an escape valve. <laughs> My breath. So just, I mean, just stay with this for a little bit with you. Just stay with this. I am a partaker of the divine nature. Take it this week. Just start declaring, I'm a partaker of the divine nature. I have escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Through the exceeding great, I don't care how you want to word them, how you want to get your own thing going, but just get it going. Listen, one of the things that has to get going in many believers' lives is you're going to have to get a constant and maintain a declaration and a confession of these things. That's what helps trigger the life. It's inside. See, it's not some magical thing to go walk out there and not be afraid. What happens is going over what God says and understanding who he is on the inside of you, that's what causes it to become a reality inside of you first. And that's what causes boldness to rise first. Just think about it. Who is going to bump up against God's life and knock it out? Ain't nobody. And I'm going to tell you, one of the things that the enemy is so afraid of is God's people finding out who they really are and who really lives on the inside of them. That's why all the mess goes on in the world. All the distractions are going on in the world to keep you from being focused. That's why all the deception is out there. Every lie. So you don't focus. So you don't focus. So you don't laser beam focus. Because <laughs> once you laser beam focus, you're going to burn, devil, you're going to burn. <laughs> Laser focus. That's why the challenge to focus is such a challenge. That's why distractions are everywhere. Life becomes real simple when we hone in on simple and certain things. It becomes real simple to figure out. Real simple. Nothing complicated. So, I'm a partaker of the divine nature. You get up in the morning. Partaker of divine nature. I've escaped the corruptions in the world through lust. I'm a sharer in the life of God. His life is in me. God's life. God lives in me. I'm a partaker of the divine nature. I've escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. So I said, what good is that? Well, we'll have to find out, won't we? Some people find it out. All right, look, look at 1 John 5, 11 through 13. <laughs> Start and maintain. See, sometimes, and you probably experience this, you start off with something, and it seems like, what in the world am I doing this for? But you don't find out what in the world you're doing it for until you stay with it. 
and things, first of all, start to happen on your own inside. 1 John 5, 11 through 13. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that has the Son has life, and he that has not the Son of God has not life. So my question to myself would be, do you have the Son, dude? Okay, you got the Son. So if you got the Son, then you have life. So I have the Son, so I have life. I have the Son, so I have, I have life. I have this life of God. I have Zoe inside me. I have God's life in me. I have the Son, so I have the life. Then verse 13 says, and this is, <clears throat> excuse me, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So I just maybe back up and read 1 John and just read through all those good things that he says. And they said, oh, he said, I wrote all this so that you know that you have life. You know, and I'm just kicking a little side issue here. One of the things he said here in chapter 3, he said, we know that we pass from death to life. Why? Because we love the brethren. Ah. See, me, if I know that I love my brothers, if I love my brothers and sisters, I mean, I pass from death to life. Oh. So it's like, oh, yeah. I'm passed from death to life. All right, so he that has the son has life. I have life. I have the son. I have life. Put it together however you want to. Let's just take the scriptures and make sure you keep the scriptures and do it. All right? John chapter 5, verse 24. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed into death, from death unto life. So because I have this life, I'm, going to I'm not going to pass into judgment. Ain't no fear of judgment. I have this life. Somebody said, well, good, we'll do that me. Well, some believers still have in their mind that somehow or another that God's going to get them. That don't work in the mind of God. We're accepted in the beloved. We pass from death to life. We're not a part of the old order anymore. We are, we're gone from that, and we're in the kingdom of God. And God loves me, and I ain't going nowhere else. So I have passed from death to life. You left one realm and gone into another. <laughs> We aren't in a death country anymore. We have left that and we've come over into to life. I'm in the kingdom of God. Life is at work in me. Life is at work in me. Life is at work in me. I have the son. I have life. 1 John 3, 14 through 15. Stay with me. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. 
He that loves not his brother abides in death. See, for what he's trying to tell us here, the greatest manifestation of this life is the love of God coming out of us. That's what this book is all about. And really, we'll get there down the line and talking about, but the greatest manifestation of this, this life is God is love. So I know that I passed from death to life because I love the brethren. He that loves not his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And look at this. You know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Abide, eternal life abiding in him. So I have passed from death to life. And I know that I've done that because I love my brothers. I love my sisters. Amen. So... I have the son, and I know that I have eternal life, and that I have passed from death to life because I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. Or some reasonable fact similar. Like you, whatever you want to do, I'm just giving you an illustration. Some of the things that I'll say. All right? Proverbs 4, 22. This is really good. And I don't think that we have messed with this enough in God's house. These scriptures that we're going to read. Boy, I'm going to tell you what. You're going to shake the planet, man. <laughs> you're going to shake the planet. <laughs> Proverbs 4. Let's go ahead and read from verse 20. My son, attend to my words. My words. Here we go again. Incline your ear to my sayings. Here we go again. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to some of their flesh. All their flesh. They are life. The word is life to me. I find it. And it's health to all my flesh. The word is life to me. I find it. It's health to all. Every day. Every day, every day, <laughs> every day, the word is life to me. I find it. Now, of course, you, you got to go find it. It's life to me. I find it. And it's health to all my flesh. All of it. And then you say, all of it. And then the thing that pops up in your mind where you think it's impossible, you say, all of it. All of it. All of it. And you think, oh, this is out of limits. No, you say, all of it. Oh, it's no, all of it. Because there ain't nothing bigger or beyond that life of God. Nothing is out of the scope and the range of God's word being able to transform something. Because he's life. Just think about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Everything that Jesus did that was good, it was a demonstration and a manifestation of God's life. All we got to do is just read and look at it and say, oh, that was life. Oh, he came in and he, he touched the children. Hmm, that's life. Oh, he touched the leper. Oh, and lep leprosy left. That was life. Oh, he said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lonely heart, and you shall find rest to your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, so those words would lift burdens and remove bondages because of life. He said, the words that I speak to you, they're spirit and they're life. When he cast out a devil, it's because the devil couldn't stay in the presence of life. You notice the Bible says he, he cast out the devils with a word. 
So, life. The word is life to me, I find it. It's health to all my flesh. All my flesh. All my flesh. All. 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 See, you're just hearing me talking right now, and there are things that are jumping up on the inside of, of, of you. But just think about this. this you, take, you take this yourself and start walking around your own house or wherever you're walking around, and you start declaring this stuff. <laughs> Become different. You don't look at stuff being impossible. You don't look at yourself being overcome and overwhelmed out there. Corona, whatever it is, ain't got a chance in your presence. See, this is where we get to where with some people, you start talking about this, different frequencies. Somebody's thinking down here, oh, man, this stuff will kill you. Somebody up here is thinking, I'll kill that stuff. <laughs> Come on now, I'm, I, we're not talking about just preaching. We, we're talking about life. And so if this is a reality up here with you, you're not worried about walking, well, I don't care what it is. Man, you think about, come on, Jesus walked in the middle of all kind of stuff. Nothing attached itself to him. Instead of him being attacked by it, He's the one that put the lights out, so to speak, in whatever that other stuff was. I can imagine, you know, he might have been the one that, that, that wrote the song way back there and can't touch this. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know, I'm just funny with you. But seriously, it's like he's thinking, his mind is, I mean, he ain't even thinking fear. He's not even thinking fear. Not even thinking, oh, this leprosy might get on me. Are you kidding me? This devil might chew me up. Are you kidding me? He ain't thinking like that. And so my thinking, I don't care what they say about corona. Corona's not king in my life. In Jesus' name. Corona is not king in my life. You know, Corona means crown, don't you? That's why this thing is, a, I'm going to tell you, this thing is strummed up, man. I'm not going to be deceived. We don't have to be deceived. And the devil's not going to shut the church down. No, in Jesus' name. No, 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 no. No. All this mess is designed to try and push Christianity out of the way. But I'm going to tell you what. What we're doing right here right now 
is getting some folks ready, being the real church. There's no darkness, no so-called virus or whatever. I, I don't care what biological weapon comes around. None of it will shut down the believers who have an understanding of this life on the inside. Come on now. 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 I'm telling you what, we should be of the mindset, my brothers and sisters, whenever we walk into a place, we're walking in there and we're thinking, you know what? I'm an expression of life. I'm the one who has light. I'm not walking in here fearful. I'm not walking in here backing down. Mister, I don't know if I could do that. Well, let me tell you what. You keep feeding on these kind of things here. It's not trying to be bold and brash and trying to be. It's what starts to rise up inside and come out when you keep this stuff on the fire in your life. Transformation comes from the inside outward. That's the key to it all right there. And my mouth, your mouth, our mouths have everything to do with it. And what we allow ourselves to hear constantly and continually and what we allow ourselves to see constantly and continually. Folk, if I'm going to sit around and I'm going to walk around, drive around, and I'm going to listen to these people lie to me over the airwaves, what do you think you're going to believe? And then you're going to tell someone, do you know what they said on the news today? Do you know what they said yesterday? Do you know what they're saying about two weeks from now? The storm's coming. There's a new strain. And you get all that ingrained in you? What you think you're going you're gonna to talk and believe? Folk, this is not magic. It's no trick. We just have to change what we hear, change what we say, change what we see. We have to dedicate to what God says in life. It's, it's real simple. That's all. That's all. It's real simple. And it becomes left up to me as to what I'm going to do with the tools that are given me. I don't care what some of these folks that want to argue with me on Facebook. I, folk, I don't care nothing about that. And I ain't going to argue, first of all. I'm just going to keep putting life out there. Just keep putting life out there. Just show, keep showing love. Keep showing love. And somehow, some of them is going to take, they're going to get it. Shut down argumentative spirits. It's a way to do it. Shut them down. There's a way to shut it down. Shut it down. You don't have to worry about it. Just shut it down. Build them up. You someone don't deserve being built up. Build them up. Tell them you, you know what? You're a blessing to the body of Christ. You say, I don't fucking do that. No, I'm just tell them something good. Because most of them need to hear something good anyway. That's why they're so argumentative. And so insecure. Glory to God. I have the Son. I know that I have life. The word is life to me. I find it is hell to all my flesh. Let's look at the 2 Corinthians 4, 10 through 12. This is one of, oh God, this is some kind of scripture. This is some kind of scripture. Whoa, boy. 
There are all kinds of possibilities that the scripture talks to us about with this human mortal body that we had even, most of the church has never ever even thought about tapping into. I ain't talking about the resurrected body. I'm talking about the mortal body. This so-called death doomed body that has to be changed. Second Corinthians chapter four, verses 10 through 12. Paul said, always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might, <laughs> God, might be made manifest in heaven. In heaven. <laughs> Don't say that. It's the same word, Zoe. That the life of Jesus might be made manifest in a mortal, mortal, mortal. Not glorified body, mortal. 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 Mortal body. The one that if you stay around here for a long time, and you should, it's going to end up the spirit leaving, and they're going to have to put it in a grave somewhere. But while we are vigorous and walking around, this life, he said, can be manifested in our mortal bodies. This is what Paul was hanging on to that one. It, it, why do you think the cat was looking, I mean, running at persecution? Not running from it. Stuff was coming at him. He's like, shoot your best shot. I got something to prove. I got to stand up here because I got something to pass on. And so that you cats that are going to be coming after me, you know, decades and centuries later, will know that this stuff works. For we which live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in our mortal flesh. He said again, mortal body, mortal flesh. And he said nothing about the resurrection yet. He won't talk about it a little bit in chapter 5, but he said nothing about it yet. Matter of fact, we went on to chapter 5. He said, if this earthly tabernacle is dissolved, we know we got a greater one in heaven, but we got a job to do while we're here. We got to manifest God while we're here. That is the calling on the church is to manifest God, to walk in newness of. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. See, all things will just start bouncing off and, and, and working and jumping around on your inside. All of these things in this New Testament are going to start coming together for everybody that just keeps their ears and hearts open. I'm telling you. And you keep confessing and declaring this stuff, it's like the light bulbs are just gonna go flop. Fourth of July. And things will start happening in your mind, happening in your body, happening around you. Still with me here. Then he says, so then death works in us, but life in you. So he said, everything, he, even though we're going through this stuff, he said, well, we're standing for this life to be manifested in our motor bodies, but we're going through all of this, 
and dealing with this death so that life can work in you. Zoe, the same word used all in there. So what I declare every day of my life, life is working in me. Life is at work in me. Life of Jesus is manifested in my mortal body. Life is at work in me. 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 The life of Jesus is manifested in my mortal body. Life is at work in me. I'm vigorous and full of life. Life is at work in me. 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 Come on, life is at work in me. The life of Jesus is manifested in my mortal body. The word is life to me, Romans 5, 11. Excuse me, not 5, 11, 8, 11. 5, 11 is a good scripture too, but 8, 11. Yes. Romans 8, 11. Oh, let's check this one out. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Now, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, dwells in you. And if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, dwells in you. Now, what the verse says, if you quicken your mortal bodies, if the spirit dwells in you, and he will quicken your mortal bodies if his spirit dwells in you. This is what he's saying here. He said, if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, or that word quicken means to give life. Notice again, mortal body. We have treated too lightly this mortal body. And thought, oh, I just knew I'll, I'll get through this thing as much as I can, and maybe I'll make 50, 60, maybe 70 years, and I'll just decay and die. I say fully on that. I say fully on that. I say fully on that. I say we aim at Moses and what he did, and he wasn't even in the new covenant. I say we aim to live such a life that this glory that's inside of us, it's not on our faces and, and vanishing away, but this glory is inside of us. And it did not come here and take up resonance just to be idle. God put that glory in us for it to do all kind of stuff in us and then to ooze out of us and then to flow out of us and then to come out of us like rivers of life-giving water. That's the scripture. Jesus said, out of your belly, out of your innermost being will flow torrents of living water. So all the world needs to see is some life, God life. It's who we have right on the inside of us here. I can't get bored with this. 
I don't know about you, I can't get bored with it. <laughs> it's amazing. So he said he'll quicken your mortal body. See, even this death doom, see, the thing we got to understand about the plan of redemption, that God designed this thing so that even though we're on this earth, we're supposed to live as if we are in the very presence of God in glory. In other words, we're supposed to be bringing heaven to earth because heaven's inside of me. This ain't get saved, deal with a few persecutions, get beat up, die, and go to heaven. No, that's not the plan of God. <laughs> the plan of God is that we escape the corruption that's in the world through lust. That's why we partake of the divine nature. So that we be different. <sighs> is, is something wrong with my vision? I'm just playing around. Ain't nothing wrong with it. This is what God designed. That's why he said we're to walk in newness of life. Hallelujah. 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 So the word is life to me. I find it. It's health to all my flesh. The life of Jesus is manifested in my mortal body. The Holy Spirit quickens, gives life to, charges my mortal body. Think about it. Just think about it. I dare us to get, just start with a confession of this stuff. This, I dare you every day, take the scripture, look at it, feed on a little bit, and then start declaring all through the day, every day of your life. See what happens this week. Just by triggering it this week. That's, and just and staying with it. If you need to, get you some index cards or a little notebook or something, and just write some of them down, and then, or, or if you want to type them up, print them up, put them in your notes, whatever. But then go to them every day. Just go to them every day. Stuff will start getting stirred up on the inside. And then just stay with it. it, it just stay with it. That's all. Just stay with it. Just, that's the key right there. Stay with it. Stay with it. I'm going to tell you, some folks, start, you'll start walking outside with a whole different attitude. You'll start walking into these stores with a whole different mindset. You start coming into the presence of other people with a totally, completely different mindset. The world needs life, y'all. We're the ones who have it. There's no other source but us. We're it. We're what God's got. We're it. If he's going to be manifested other than the sun, the moon, the stars, the trees, and nature, it's going to be us. How many of you are on board? I would hope that everybody in here would be on board to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to dedicate myself and do whatever it takes for him to demonstrate himself to me. Because I'm going to tell you what, first thing he's going to do is do something for you on your own inside. Because it's going to be like a well that you're dipping into, springing up into everlasting life. That's what Jesus said. And then it's going to become like rivers flowing out of you into other people who will receive it. Hallelujah. 
James chapter 2, verses 17 and 26. We'll finish it here. I had something fun happen to me the other day. I walked into Kroger and I was standing over by fruits and vegetables, looking at some avocados. And um, it was a little crowded there. And there was a lady there with a, another lady and a guy, and I was standing there, and all I did, she looked like she wanted to get where I was at. And I just said, well, hey, lady, just go ahead and do whatever you need to do. Um, ain't bothering me. And she said, oh, well, you don't have a mask on. I said, but you do. She problem. <laughs> I just said, oh, just hurry up. <laughs> so anyway, I had, I, just had, I, I had to tell you this because I had fun with it. Uh, walking outside after we all got done shopping, I walked out behind them. And I saw her taking her mask off. So I walked up to her and said, uh, lady, you don't have a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I just took it off. And she, while she was doing it, she was griping about having to wear it. I said, well, oh, you're taking this stupid mask off. I said, Lady, you ain't have a mask. And the guy just start cracking up, boy. <laughs> it's foolishness, man. It's just a bunch of foolishness. Anyway. <laughs> James 2, 17 and 26. Even so faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone or by itself. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. There's such a key here. And one of the things that God is going to teach us more and is going to teach some people stuff that they don't know yet is that when we start dealing with this stuff like we're supposed, you're not going to have to struggle where faith is concerned. You're just going to live it. You're not going to have to try to work something up. If you just follow this like God said, do it, your actions are going to follow. You're going to just going to live. Remember, this life, when it's received in sufficient measure, will live itself. It'll live itself. So just feed on the word, fellowship with the Father, and declare what he says. And stay with it. The first changes, more than likely, the first changes that you're going to recognize are the changes that start happening with you, yourself, on your inside. And they've already been happening. Then they're going to escalate because we're going to go from glory to glory. So wherever you are or wherever I am, wherever we are, we're going to keep moving and progressing. And yeah, life will be looking at you in the face, but you'll be looking back at it through the eyes of life. Hallelujah. Let's bless the Lord for a little bit. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you. Humbling yourself and coming and living on the inside of us. We bless you. Hallelujah. We bless you. We bless you today. Hallelujah. We bless you. We bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's within me. Lord, we bless your holy name. We bless you today. We bless you today. We bless you today. 
We bless you today. Every promise, every benefit, we bless you for them all. We bless you. 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 Hallelujah. We bless you. We speak well of you. Hallelujah. For doing all that you've done for us. We bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you for taking up residence inside of us. Hallelujah. And we sense, we, we sense and we'll sense even more and more the yearning on the inside of you to live yourself and your life through and out of us. We'll become more conscious and aware of that as your people as we continue to feed on these things. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for living your life in and through me. Thank you for your life manifested in my mortal body. Thank you for your life manifested in my mind. Thank you, Lord, for your life manifested in all the organs of my body. Thank you for your life manifested in and through me and out of me into the lives of those around me. Thank you for your life filling up the atmosphere everywhere I go, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your divine presence emanating from me into the lives of those around me. Thank you for life. Thank you for life. Thank you for life. We say that the earth is filled with the glory and the life of God. And it's filled because we are filling it up with it as we allow you to express yourself to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, how we bless you today. We worship and honor you today. We give you glory and praise for you blessed us and you've glorified us. Oh, God. And so we give back to you what you've shared with us. We honor you today. We honor you today. We honor you today. And we honor you today by allowing you to express yourself in these mortal bodies and through these mortal bodies. And never again will we take lightly our bodies. Because we have to have them to express you. So we declare ourselves to be fit, sound, whole, strong. It's because we find your words that are life to us. And hell to all our flesh. And then that life will rise up in our minds as wisdom. And then we'll see how to walk, how to talk, how to eat, how to drink, all these things that will contribute. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We confess that we have your life, that you are our life. You are our life. You are our life. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And maybe some watching, or you may look at this sometime online. And I'm going to tell you right now as I look at you, this is the essence of what Christianity is supposed to be about. You may have never heard it this way, but this is what it's all about. And you, as well as the rest of the world, are getting ready to see, hear, and understand what Christianity is and what it's supposed to be about. So all we do today is we offer you an invitation. If you've looked at this whole service and it's come to this point in your life, we want to put all these pieces together. We offer you the opportunity to pray with us. We'll declare with you the Lordship of Jesus and you'll confess him as Lord. And as we've said from the scriptures today, you'll have life. You'll have life. That's what this thing is all about. And it's not just life to bounce around, but you'll have life, God's life himself to come live on the inside of it. So if you want to pray that prayer with us, we want to pray that. If everybody, if you, 
Don't mind shooting your eyes toward this camera. Turn it around from wherever you are. And we're going to just be in this place. We have life inside of us. But we're going to declare things with you. And just pray this with us. God in heaven, I've heard great words today. And they have all come from the pages of your word. I've heard today that the words that you speak, that they are spirit and they are life. And I have read and I have heard that if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead, that I would have life. For with my heart I would believe unto righteousness, and by the confession of my mouth, I would have life that comes from you. So I'm saying right now, Jesus, you are Lord. I confess you as Lord of my life because I believe that you were raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. And as I have done that, wherever I am in this world, right now I am trusting you to guide me. Lead me, help me to connect with people that will share these things with me so that I can know the fullness of what you have for me and every other Christian and every other person that has yet to come to this life as I have today. I'm going to help you make your truth known in the earth in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, brothers and sisters, as we preach this gospel and take it out to the world, we are getting the message right. We're getting it right. Getting it right. Hallelujah. We want to thank you for listening to today's message. For additional messages and as a way for Pastor Nick to bless you with vital information, downloads, and gifts, please visit our website at myclcc.com. We invite you to join us again next week for The Word with Pastor Nick.